Hello and welcome back to All My Darlings, Volume 3. We are still with women's experiences. Um, and we're going to start with pregnancy. <sighs> so, the word is used over 70 times. It starts in Chapter 5 with Dr. O'Leary's medical practice. At one time he delivered real babies, but with dementia he now delivers imaginary babies. Madge considers her dark pregnancy like an evil dream she wants to wake up from. It is not used again until chapter 71 with Vera at the tavern and listening to Mr. Weed's story in Esther's. Mr. Weed's first wife hanged herself after becoming pregnant again. Mr. Weed and Esther's stories join when Mr. Weed says that a pregnant woman cannot be hanged but wonders what would happen if she, like Esther, were only dreaming she was pregnant and her dreams were real. Dr. O'Leary always thinks and talks about pregnancy. Esther has an everlasting pregnancy. Esther's last pregnancy will be her first. The last time it is used is in chapter 81 with Esther saying her pregnancy will continue even if the world was destroyed. Pregnant is used over 170 times in the book. It starts with Madge Caporn being pregnant and newly married to a man who is not the father. He is not ha she is not happy about the situation at all and feels the child signals her death and funeral. Through marriage and pregnancy, her life is altered completely and not for the better. It feels more like death. Dr. O'Leary delivers imaginary babies in the small town they are headed to. He used to be a real doctor, but has since developed amnesia, so only practices on imaginary women and babies. Esther Longtree is alluded to in Chapter 5, but her full story is not started until the last chapters of the novel. In the same chapter, men are also pregnant and begging to be put out of their misery. Madge's husband, Homer, says his father killed himself when his mother learned she was pregnant with him. In chapter 47, Mr. Spitzer alludes to Esther Longtree by describing himself as pregnant with no child but the dead self. In the same chapter, he imagines that it is easier for a man to dream he was a woman and pregnant. In chapter 52, Mr. Spitzer says men are pregnant with themselves. Mr. Weed, the Christian hangman, tells the story of a pregnant woman murdered by her lover because she wanted him to divorce his wife. Mr. Weed's first wife is always pregnant and hanged herself when she found out she was pregnant again with a child she did not want. Dr. O'Leary always takes care of Esther Longtree, who is always pregnant in her imagination and has had many miscarriages. In Chapter 72, Dr. O'Leary also treats a real man who dreams he is pregnant because of his wife. This chapter also starts Esther Longtree's story where she imagines she is pregnant and giving birth over and over again. The highest concentration of the word pregnant is used during her story from Chapter 72 to 81. So... There's a lot of pregnancy and being pregnant, but none of it is really positive at all. So these conditions, though, that, uh, oh, and it's interesting. The only time it seems to have either a neutral or maybe a vaguely positive connotation is when men are pregnant, which seems weird. And it, it just seems weird just because just saying it, but okay. So I looked up a bunch of, so I don't know what this means, as, but just that none of it's ever, none of it's ever explained as being positive, even Esther being pregnant, even if you take it with the, with the metaphor that it's the, the being pregnant with creativity or, um, creative ideas, things like that, it still isn't really positive so I don't know I looked up um, some history to it and there's quite a bit with pregnancy now um, let me see uh, 
so there's a little bit of a uh, short thing about pregnancy um, trying to trying to test for pregnancy it goes as far back as ancient Greek and Egy Egyptian cultures um, there was a frog test which I thought was a reference to something in the book with the frogs but there's there was a frog test that was used to test for pregnancy throughout the world from the 1930s to the 1960s and then actual hormonal pregnancy tests were used in the 1960s and 70s in the UK and Germany so prior to that the 30s and 60s when young was writing it, it was a frog test it's just weird but yeah that's how they used to test and see if you were pregnant I put a lot of stuff in here with a lot of numbers so Esther does describe like natural pregnancy issues like nausea and and swelling and pain and I mean she, all those things she does um, uh, describe um, Um, let's see. Common causes, so maternal deaths is still high. But I'm not sure I need all of this information. In fact, I know I don't. Let's see, so let's take some of this out. There's just a lot of facts and figures that you just don't need. So maternal deaths. Um, Common causes for maternal deaths are bleeding infections, hypertensive diseases of pregnancy, obstructive labor, miscarriage, abortion, or ectopic pregnancy. Um, about half of pregnancies globally are unplanned, which I thought was incredibly high. And over half of those unplanned pregnancies are aborted. Among unintended pregnancies in the United States, 60% of women used birth control to some extent during the month pregnancy began. So it shows how, I know they say it's super effective. Well, it has been for me, so I don't know. But I know they say it's super effective, but apparently not. Um, in most cultures, pregnant women have a special status in society and receive particularly gentle care, or that's all they're thought of. Um, and at the same time, they are also subject to expectations that can also have great psychological pressure um, depending on the society like some societies there's a pressure to have a son as the firstborn um, others um, let's see um, even the child may expect maybe be expected to have a certain social role um, I know when I had complications I immediately blamed myself and the doctor was, and the doctor was just like, 
<laughs> basically the doctor amounted to saying shit happens don't worry about it like it's no like this stuff just happens so okay so the thing that kind of uh, here so that's a little bit of background about pregnancy the thing here is uh, that's talked about in the novel is a kind of sympathetic pregnancy so when they talk about men being pregnant or um, having showing all the signs of being pregnant there is something called a covad syndrome or sympathetic pregnancy and it's a condition when an expectant father so is the mother is pregnant uh, and then this is the father that has these sympathetic symptoms and behavior that are the same as the pregnant partner so it can have weight gain uh, altered hormone levels morning nausea disturbed sleep patterns sympathy pain um, fatigue postpartum depression nosebleeds um, some believe it is a psychosomatic condition while others believe it may have biological causes relating to hormone changes um, the name derives from a class of male pregnancy rituals um, it's other I mean they can have all the symptoms stomach pain back pain indigestion changes in appetite waking acne diarrhea diarrhea constipation headache toothache all the stuff that goes around uh, nipple sensitivity all of it um, so I mean that's a lot of symptoms to have if you're that's just psycho psycho uh, what is it psychosomatic Um, which I don't understand. Studies have shown that the male partner cohabitating with a pregnant female will experience hormonal shifts in his prolactin, cortisol, estradiol, and testosterone levels, typically starting at the end of the first trimester and continuing through several, several weeks postpartum, which is interesting. I, I really didn't know that it was, it, it could be that extreme. I didn't know. Um, the term, I, so I don't know if that's what Young, Young is referring to in the novel but it is possible uh, the term cryptic pregnancy is used by medical professionals to describe a pregnancy that is not recognized by the woman who is pregnant until she's in labor or has given birth that's what I, we were talking about before especially in Esther's condition um, where uh, typically it's young girls I guess 16 16 and older um, uh, and especially if it's and it, we're talking about Young's time when out of wed pregnancies were just not, it just didn't happen. And if it did happen, either the baby was given away uh, or, it, you know, it was adopted, it was given away, or um, what would happen is the mother, the mother of the, uh, the young girl that was pregnant would just say that the, that was her child. So instead of, so it would become a sister of the mother. So, so the grandmother, the grandmother would say, no, it's my child. If the grandma, grandmother was of childbearing age, still, they could say, oh, I gave birth to the baby, it's mine. And this is the, you know, and, and so the daughter, uh, the, what am I trying to say? So the granddaughter becomes the daughter, as far as anyone else knows. So that was common, a common thing to happen, too. Um, so the term is also used online for a special form of false pregnancy or delusion of pregnancy. So it's used for two different things in which a woman who has no medical verification of pregnancy believes that she is pregnant. The causes of medically cryptic pregnancies are either psychological, no, yeah, psychological, that is there are no recognizable symptoms of pregnancy or can be due to psychological problems. For example, denied pregnancy is a condition in which a woman is mentally unable to accept that she is pregnant and so may go part way or all the way through a pregnancy unconscious of her, unconscious, conscious of her pregnancy. 
This phenomenon is sometimes linked to other mental health diagnostic labels. However, denied pregnancy makes up only a proportion of all unknown pregnancies. So it happens in the novel and it is a real thing. False pregnancy is the appearance of clinical or subclinical signs and symptoms associated with pregnancy, although the individual is not physically carrying a baby. The mistaken impression that a woman that one is pregnant includes signs and symptoms such as tender breasts with secretions, abdominal growth, delayed menstrual periods, and subjective feelings of a moving fetus. Examination, ultrasound, and pregnancy tests can be used to rule out false pregnancy. False pregnancy is a prominent psychiatric component as well as physical manifestations of pregnancy. It can be caused by physical or mental trauma, a chemical imbalance of hormones, and some medical conditions. Contributing psychological factors include a strong desire for pregnancy or misinterpretation of objective bodily sensations. Although rare, men can experience false pregnancy symptoms as well. Um, it's extremely rare in the United States because of the medical imaging that we have that we can, you know, you can ultrasound. You can use ultrasound to see the baby. Um, but that wasn't the case always uh, at the time that Young was writing the novel. So that was a, it's a more recent development. And then also you have more rural areas in other, part, in other parts of the world where women don't have access to the um, access to ultra, uh, ultrasound and other ways to diagnose it. In the mid-1960s, a woman who appeared to be in labor was not properly examined because delivery appeared imminent. It was thought that her water broke, but the expelled liquid was urine. So this happened in the mid-1960s. Um, in as late as 2010, a woman in the United States who was suspected of being in labor was given a C-section, but there was no fetus. Mary Tudor had a false pregnancy. After coming to terms with it, she reportedly believed that God had not made her pregnant because she had not sufficiently punished heretics. Anna O., a patient of Brewer, experienced false pregnancy in the context of pre-existing mental health problems. After being diagnosed with hysteria, she believed she was pregnant by Brewer, her therapist. She even believed she was in labor as she was trying to have another session with Brewer. More recent publications suggest she had central neurological signs with a chronic cough that improved during high-altitude stays. Those characteristics, as well as the ineffectiveness of psychoanalytic cures, seem to indicate a more organic diagnosis, such as tuberculosis, meningitis, or tuberculosis encephalitis with partial temporal epileptic component. So, I guess those are so. So, I included some examples of where this had actually happened in history. A simulated pregnancy is a deliberate attempt to create the impression of pregnancy. It should not be confused with false pregnancy or a person mistakenly believes that they are pregnant. So all of those things are in there. Um, all of the things that Young alludes to in there are, uh, they are possible. Um, as a medical condition, as a psychological condition. Um, but um, they are happening and there is uh, historical accounts of them happening. Okay, well, this is going to be fun. So the next word we're going to look at is rape. So this I spent quite a bit of time on. Let me see where we're at. It's Friday. Okay, I think I'm going to make this a short one. And then we'll go on to rape next time. So because, yeah, it's really long. Um, and the reason why is because, uh, I pulled in a lot of, uh, 
because we're looking at the time that this was written compared to what all we know now about rape. So I listed the times that it was used in the novel as far as the word rape. So that was there. Yeah. And so it's not that long, but I also wanted to put in uh, the History and Psychology of Rape. One of the best books that was ever written about that was Against Our Will by Susan Brown Miller. Uh, it was published in 1975, but it still is like one of the most horribly exhausting things about uh, explorations about how uh, rape has been used historically and um, the psychology and some psychology of it, which is very um, so, like there is, there are reasons for it. Like it's not just like this woohoo random thing that happens. So there are, there is a psychology behind it. The other book that I found that was really interesting was Reading the Romance by Janice Radway because of women's romance. And um, a lot of times they'll take these, um, there's this, there's this uh, fantasy, there's this women's rape fantasy that they have. And so um, that was looked into because that, came up in the novel as well and um and so I wanted to be sure to cover that with the information that we have now after uh, uh Young finished the novel <laughs> because I think it's important I think it's important to take things in context when Young was writing it that definitely happened you know that there's definitely things you could tell were written because of the influence and the time at which you writ them, wrote them and then, you know, we've come a long way, baby. We, there's a lot of, you know, new stuff out there that would help us understand uh, these concepts. Um, so that was really interesting, and I wanted to put that in there because it deals with romance fiction, which, by the way, is one of the best-selling uh, uh, genres out there. And to understand why, it, it, because I always resisted romance reading it's only now that I'm older that I'm going back and reading some romance and I have to say that if Young had ever wanted to be a romance writer the scene between Catherine and Mr. Spitzer at the, at the end of the novel is just I mean it just like it's coming right out of a romance it does it's so good and it it's it's that it's a build-up that is so good one of those moments and then of course you know Mr. Spitzer's always uh, late he's always just the second too late um but yeah she hit that nail on the head really good and when, when I read that again I thought oh my gosh I have to put this this there's got to be something to this and to put it in there <clears throat> um so it's a really long section I'm still I'm still panning through this and I do want to read this because I want to make sure that all the information I pulled out that uh, I don't need to change anything or even take anything out. Okay, so yeah, we'll save that topic to start it next week. All right, short one today. Uh, hope you have a good weekend. Thanks for listening. Bye.